Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds coming at you as we begin our sixth hour right here watching college football. What a day it's been so far. The biggest comeback in the history of the Red River Showdown, they're calling it now, mm-hmm. as Oklahoma comes back and, and beats Texas today. Fourth straight win in that series. A couple games updated to update you right now. Syracuse holding on to a lead, 21-17. But Wake Forest back in the mix here uh, just before halftime. Georgia sitting all over Auburn right now. That defense for the Dogs, it's legit. 17 to 3 about four minutes ago before the half. And Florida State, you like them, and they were getting the big numbers today at North Carolina. They're up 21 10 against Sam Howell and company. Yeah, they are a big number for North Carolina. And now Florida State, who hadn't really covered a game hardly all year. Oh, they look great. Yeah, they look fantastic. But and also overtime now in Marshall. Thundering oh. her do get the tying score. All tied at 13 between ODU and Marshall. ODU is getting 21 here at BetMGM. Moneyline, $8. Also now just into the second half. UVA and Louisville, two, three and two teams in the ACC. 13 to 10 for UVA. Louisville is minus two and a half at the close. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about the SEC. And again, it's kind of where you were thinking with this SMU-Navy game. SMU gets ranked. Maybe Navy's getting a little bit too much uh, here. And right now they're tied up at 21 before halftime. Maybe getting too many points at home today. A similar spot for Kentucky. Okay, they get the huge win over Florida, and now they're ranked, and they are a home favorite against LSU. Mm-hmm. Could it be the right spot 
to back those Tigers from Baton Rouge. Yeah, I think so. And if you look, one of the problems with LSU, you know, when I, I was talking about listening to a podcast that I happened to hear, the Raging Cajun, James Carville, an LSU alum, he goes, can't block anybody. Mm. Can't block anybody. And he's absolutely <laughs> right. 71 rushing yards a game for LSU. And we saw it in that opener out at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. It wasn't necessarily a shock that UCLA won the game. They were a very small home underdog. What was shocked is they got punked up front, LSU. Right. When do you ever see their offensive and defensive line get beat up front? And that's absolutely what they did. Meanwhile, you've got Kentucky off one of the biggest wins in recent memory of the history of the program there in Lexington. They beat Florida at home for the first time since 1986. But if you go inside the numbers, and that's what Adam Burke always writes up at Beeson.com on like Monday or Tuesday, he writes a column where you go inside the box scores. Kentucky got out game by 158 yards. They returned a block field goal for a touchdown. Now, Florida, it wasn't necessarily a lucky win. No. Just because Florida was never really that far ahead of Kentucky. But that was a 10-point swing. And that's why Kentucky won the game. And now Kentucky, I believe, first time favored over LSU. I think it was since 1986. I think that's what my buddy Jimmy Ott told me down there in Baton Rouge. And, you know, I was asking him about Coach O because that's been kind of the topic. I go, bloom off the rose. He's like, absolutely. Bloom is off the rows here. Coach O, you know, in in not, you know, where the seat is just scorching, but it's getting warmer by the minute. And they're three and two, taking on a five and oh Kentucky team. I think if you want LSU, maybe wait and see if a three is gonna show up. I don't know if it is. It's pretty much been two or two and a half all morning and two and a half at Bet MGM. You can buy the hook if you like to do that. I only really like to do that in the NFL, not necessarily in college football, because there's so much variance as we've seen with so many possessions in these games. So the value isn't there like it is in the NFL where they really tax you for it to get on a key number of like three or seven. But I do think the Tigers are the right side. I bet it at three and a half earlier this week. I think, you know, this is kind of like, okay, we're LSU. Kentucky's kind of feeling themselves a little bit. And, you know, and I think Kentucky is an improved team, even though the offense really hasn't shown. It's really been their defense. It's kind of carried the way. And of course their special teams last week, but, I haven't seen enough out of their offense. I know LSU can throw the ball. They changed that quarterback from Brennan to Johnson, and before the season, Jimmy Ott, my buddy in Baton Rouge, said that's not really a downgrade. Actually, they might have the better quarterback right now, and LSU can throw the ball, but, man, they got to be able to find a running game, and they haven't been able to find one all season. If we're going to take Kentucky seriously going forward, they win this game tonight, and they and they cover the two and a half. If not, it might be a tricky spot again coming off that win, and I think you make an excellent point about looking at the numbers there. Maybe outplayed uh, a little bit last week by Florida, even though they did get the win at home. I'm not saying that Georgia has become the new Alabama, but in the sense of maybe you start playing those first halves. Georgia right Mm -hmm. now up by 14 on Auburn as they approach halftime. So when you look at Alabama tonight, okay, and they're laying 18 against Texas A&M, we know Texas A&M is going to struggle to move the football against this good Alabama defense, and A&M struggles in their own right without playing a good Alabama defense to move the football. If you don't want to do the 18, and I know we keep saying mm-hmm. at some point it's going to be priced in and baked into these first half lines. Do you play Alabama first half? Because if you're doing that, you're cashing just well, about every it, week. Uh, it's almost like the price doesn't matter, and the people betting those aren't exactly price sensitive, where it's like, oh, it moves up a half point or it moves up a point or a point and a half. They don't care. Nope. They go ahead and bet them on a Saturday, and they've been cashing tickets. And to your point with uh, Georgia, by the way, Georgia minus 20 and a half on the end game, 41 and a half on the total. 
it has absolutely been all Bulldogs, 182 to 93 in terms of the yardage. So you look at these first halves with these teams, and look, they're, you're going to not ever get line value. No. If you're looking for line value, you are not going to find them in these spots. But I think Georgia closed minus 8.5 in the first half at BetMGM. Now, Auburn does have the football, hold so you got to dodge it a little bit. But that's what you're seeing with Alabama. I think this was 9.5 on the opener for the first half. And I'm seeing as high, I think Amal Shah, our colleague here at Visa, embedded at 11. And now you're seeing as high as 13, oh, 13 and a half in what? the market. Only 12 at BetMGM. So if you want to take Texas A&M, there are better numbers out there. But BetMGM might be the market low if you are looking to lay Alabama in the first half. This has gone up for a first half line to go up three, That's three and insanity. a half points. But, you know, they've been covering. And until they don't, they're going to get bet here. So... With Alabama and A&M, what I liked here was the under. I just don't know how Texas A&M is really going to score. We know that this is a team with talent, but now that you've got that backup quarterback, they don't have the veteran Kellen Mond anymore. And look, uh, the whole world was on Ole Miss against Alabama last week. What did Alabama do? They won 28 to nothing in the first half, 42 to 21. Brian Robinson, career high, 171 yards on the ground, four touchdowns. Nick Saban, 24-0 against his former assistant. Probably going to be 25-0 and 0 after tonight against Jimbo Fisher. And look, Texas A&M, I think a lot of people kind of liked them and thought, you know, maybe this is a dark horse team. He's been recruiting well. They're always up there in the top 10 in the recruiting rankings. But it hasn't translated when you can't beat the Biggies, when you can't beat the Alabamas. The offense for A&M, by the way, is only averaging 19 points a game wow. in the last four games. And the defense has allowed 441 yards per game over the last two weeks against, uh, I believe it was Mississippi State was their last opponent. I'm trying to remember who they played before just right offhand, but A&M now 3-2 and two mm. on the season. It was Arkansas and Mississippi State, so they're giving up close to 450 yards apiece to both of those teams. I don't know how the Aggies are going to keep up here against Alabama. Under for me at 51. I just can't believe that we're talking about a game here where for the game, Alabama is favored by 18, right, against Texas A&M. But in the first half, they might have to cover 12. I mean, that's insanity. But that's what we're getting with Alabama. And I wonder if Georgia will become that same type of play going forward. Again, they're trying to hold on to that lead. Two minutes ago before the half, they've got a 14-point lead. But again, what, it was eight for Georgia in the Mm -hmm. first half. And Auburn is driving at midfield. So, again, if they don't give up a touchdown, you're going to cash that first-half ticket if you back Georgia. And you're right. People are going to play Alabama until they get burned. And right now they're not getting burned on those first-half No, they aren't. It's almost like whenever a trend comes out or something that's like a cover machine, everybody bets it. And usually that's when you want to slip slide away like Paul Simon would sing. And you don't want to be on that. But if you've been riding out, you've been cashing tickets. There's no doubt about it. All right, and right now Auburn does have a first down, so th- so people right now sweaty palms. If they have Georgia in the first half, they got a first down at about the Georgia 40. So let's see if they can get points before halftime. Again, points, it's different. If they get three, Georgia's going to cover that first half total. If they get six, it's going to be very dicey if Georgia can't get uh, time back here to try to score before the end of the half. Okay, very quickly, let's do some updates here. And we talked about what happened uh, in the Red River Shootout, a wild ending there that does have a uh, national title implications here because, again, Oklahoma right now could be a team that I think we all kind of cast away mm. in that conversation. We do believe Georgia and Alabama are going to get two of those four spots. But Oklahoma, with that comeback win today, the largest in, in, that, in that series, that storied series between those two, right now they've got to look like the odds-on favorite again to win the Big 12 
And that last hurdle feels like that could have been the last hurdle today. Now they're back in play for the college football and playoff. And they're about double what they were to win the national championship preseason. I saw like 15 to 2 plus 758 to 1. 15 to 1 now at BetMGM. See, that's good value. If you're if you're a backer of the Sooners with all these near misses and they they've been like in the matrix and just mm-hmm. floating through all those bullets and somehow they got haven't gotten hit yet. You got to think it's not going to be a cakewalk cuz nothing's been easy for them this year. But the value you just pointed out in Oklahoma to win the national championship, it won't be better. Well, and you're going to get some at least chances for quality wins. Now, TCU is only a 500 team. They're getting them off a bye. Then you get Kansas. Obviously, they're the doormat in the Big 12. Texas Tech is still 4-1, and one, albeit not ranked, but Baylor is going to be ranked. Uh, Iowa State, you would think, is going to get kind of hot late in the season. They're going to be ranked, and Oklahoma State is going to be ranked. So you have a lot more opportunity than the Cincinnati's and the BYU's, I think, to get those ranked wins. I, I'm shaking my head because we. Ju- I think I feel like I just jinxed Georgia, okay? <laughs> because it was third and nine for Bo Nix, and he did like the new Bo Nix. He's got two robbers coming at him, and somehow he spins and pirouettes out of the way and makes an incredible play. You know, there are times where he looks like oh. every bit the five-star quarterback he was coming out of high school, and then it's like, this guy can't play dead here. And uh, look, uh, going to try to get a touchdown here. Second and goal, 104 left to go, so... Sweat for Bulldog first-half backers. Unbelievable. Let's see if they can cash that ticket. If you have Auburn first-half, you have Georgia for Everything's in the balance here. Second and goal uh, with a minute to go in the half. When we come back, it's time to do some more buy, sell, or hold. Let's do it SEC style because we're watching these SEC games, getting ready for the big kickoff in Alabama. Come on back. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BitMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we've got drama in Auburn between the hedges because we said Georgia, first half, minus eight. Okay, you can exhale if you played Georgia because you stopped Auburn, fourth down. They're going to kick the field goal, 51 seconds to go. Not so fast. Because we get an offsides penalty on Georgia. And now it looks like Auburn is changing their mind. And I believe they're going to go for it now at fourth and goal with a half the distance penalty, moving it inside the five. My goodness, if you've got Georgia, you're just going, Kirby, tell your guys not to jump offsides. And I've already won this. Mm -hmm. Make or miss, it doesn't matter. Now, you got to sweat this out as Auburn, and you think this is the right move for yeah. the Tigers to go for this. You have to, and I know they just showed that stat on the telecast. Georgia hasn't allowed a touchdown since September 18th against South Carolina, 160 minutes of game time, but fourth and goal from about the three and a half, essentially, here. I think if you're Auburn, you're not going to kick that many field goals to get back ahead of Georgia. You absolutely have to go for it. We shall see if it pays off. It does, it does not. not uh, no flags coming. The receiver asking for one, but just good coverage, and that's why Georgia's a good defense. And, uh, you know, I think you kind of had to do that here. You were damned if you did, damned if you didn't. But Georgia looks like they are going to hang on, barring a turnover in their own end. 17-3, to 3, Uga. 
it looks like those sweaty palms are going to pay off if you back Georgia, but you're still like, man, just don't jump off sides. I don't need to sweat this. But again, maybe it helped them and save three points off the uh, for, for the final score here because 17 to three. So Auburn's still going to be down two scores, we believe, going into halftime. Let's see for the final 46 seconds. But if you're a Georgia first half backer, it's looking pretty darn good. Let's go back out to Ben Fox. He is live at Mandalay Bay. And Ben, I- I'm wondering about the atmosphere over there. Uh, is there a partial crowd here in this afternoon wave of games that you're seeing? Yeah, I think if I had to describe it, I'd say definitely pro-Iowa. Been a oh. lot of groans, I would say, recently. <laughs> not not too happy there. Uh, and pro-Georgia. So a, a big a big cheer, certainly, for that broken out pass uh, in the end zone on fourth down. It's like Georgia will be able to run the clock out here on the first half, go up 17-3. to three. So, again, not covering the number yet, but getting close, and that defense has looked pretty good so far. Yeah, we're not saying that Georgia's the new Alabama in the first half plays, but, again, if you play Georgia right now, they are deep inside their own three, but it looks like they have enough room to take a knee. Mm-hmm. What a sweaty bet this was, but it looks like you're going to cash that first half ticket as they are finally uh, seconds away from actually going to halftime. Ben, I do want to ask about the other uh, juggernaut in the SEC, of course. That is Alabama. What about the tickets that you're seeing there? Because Wes and I have been talking about it. It feels like they are the new, the trend is to bet them first half because you're cashing that seemingly every week. Are you seeing any movement there? Yeah, this has been one-way traffic, guys. All Alabama, 91% of the bets, 93% of the handle at BetMGM Books across the country. As you'd kind of expect, again, Alabama's just kind of a, a machine and a juggernaut and Seems like Alabama and Georgia are the two best teams in college football right now. And like you said, you're paying a tax probably to cover that first half spread. But if it's 9 or 10 or 12 and a half or 14, they it doesn't don't really give matter a crap, if 21 ben. at halftime. Exactly. <laughs> they, they don't exactly. care. Number sensitivity is not an option. <laughs> no, and you, you are, guys you are, are right 100% on. You're 100% correct. And they have gone to the half, so Georgia did cash that first half ticket. This is the new trend that we're seeing with these juggernauts, specifically with Georgia and Alabama. That you feel like those first half plays are in yeah. play. So let's see if the books ever can adjust high enough for it to get the people to go the other way. But right now, to your point, to Ben's point, it is all one-way traffic with Alabama. Thanks to Ben Fox doing a great job for us out there at Mandalay Bay. Okay, let's stay in the SEC. And let's play our favorite game here. It is buy, sell, or hold. When you look at these teams in the SEC, let's start off with Alabama. So again, you go, oh, minus one. Well, that's too good to be true. Wes, is it? Are you buying holding or selling that number. Yeah, I, I look, I have a Georgia national championship bet, so I did think maybe this was the year. I think their defense is better than Alabama's. Their offense, they got to find something, though, I think the Georgia Bulldogs, especially in the passing game. By the way, just looking at the stats, only 180 yards for Georgia, 140 through the air for Bennett. So surprisingly enough, Georgia only gaining two point yards on 2.0 yards a carry on the ground against this Auburn defense, which is pretty solid yep. in its own right. But look, uh, I mean, it's almost like I would buy Alabama and Georgia and sell everybody else. I, I, this is this is just to me now that Florida's lost two games. I know Kentucky is still undefeated, and and I know that you know there's some other good teams. I still think Ole Miss is is pretty good, even with just one loss. Now Tennessee seems like they're resurging a little bit. They could be the team maybe to bet week to week that when they're a big dog against a good team. I know they didn't cover against Florida. Tennessee might be one of those cover teams because now they're starting to get yeah. a hang of this Josh Heupel up-tempo offense, and they won 45-20 to over South Carolina today. But 
you look, it is clearly for Alabama and Georgia. Now, Georgia could stub their toe in the cocktail party against Florida, and then all bets are off. But I just, gosh, this is just a two-way race. I mean, you had Mississippi and Arkansas. We saw those offenses, how potent they are. They're really good teams. They are. They're ranked 13th and 17th, respectively, for a reason. And they got absolutely manhandled. It was like, you know, like I said, it was a super middleweight fighting against the heavyweight in terms of Ole Miss against Alabama. Same with Arkansas and Georgia. So, you know, I just, I wish I could say, because I love going down a futures board. Nothing makes me more happy on this show than to go down a futures board and see if we can find a little dark horse with some value down the board. I can't find it in the Southeastern Conference. And again, I, I think some people are going to go, wait a minute, you guys aren't talking about Kentucky at 30 to 1. But, you know, we kind of look at them today against LSU and think that might be a tough spot in and of mm-hmm. itself. And if they get by that, guess who they have next week? They go uh, between the hedges in Athens against Georgia. So look, it never gets easier in the SEC. Look at this Kentucky schedule. And look, they're 5 and 0. Oh, congratulations. Uh, put off basketball season at Rupp Arena down in <laughs> Lexington Stoops. for a while. But yeah. look at this. You get LSU at home tonight. You get by that, then you go to Georgia. Then you go to Mississippi State, who has improved under Mike Leach. Yeah. Three and two. You get a Tennessee team that offensively very explosive now with Hendon Hooker at quarterback, Josh Heupel, man in the controls in his first year. Then you get a couple games in November at Vanderbilt and Mexico State at home, and then you close with the rival in the Commonwealth Cup down in uh, Kentucky against Louisville. But going to get harder for Kentucky. I just, they don't have the offense to compete with these teams. You look at Kentucky last week against Florida. They had 224 yards. They were 7-17 for 87 yards passing. They only scored 16 at South Carolina. Kentucky had 332 yards. You got to have some offense if you want to keep up with, especially Alabama, but even Georgia. You know, again, when you look at that schedule, now you took them pre-flop for seven wins for the regular season. Boy, you're loving that, mm-hmm. right? With the chance of already at 5-0. and Great start for Mark, Mark Stoops and company. A winnable game uh, against uh, against LSU tonight. But you're right. It looks like, again, if you want to really take the long shot here at 30-1, to you got to beat LSU today. Yeah. Then you got to beat Georgia next week. Mississippi and then State, which will not be easy. No, and then theoretically, uh, either Georgia, well, it would be Alabama, it would be, you would think. Yeah, because they the don't SEC. play them in the regular they season because uh, they're in the East Division. So they wouldn't get them to Atlanta. Obviously, if Kentucky gets to Atlanta, well, then your 30 to 1 ticket, at least, you know, you, you got an edging opportunity on money lines. But I just think, even though the East Division is the weaker division, so I know that's why Kentucky, maybe people are looking at that. That's a big hill to climb, I think, for the Wildcats. Let's uh, let's crawl before we can walk. Let's get through the Bayou Bengals before we start thinking about that. Yeah, I'm not sure that they're going to get through those Bayou Bengals. So, again, at 30-1, to 1, even though you, you think you, you have some value there, maybe not with those pitfalls ahead. And certainly Georgia next week would be the biggest pitfall of all. Okay, uh, we are at halftime. Georgia did cash that first half ticket. It is 17-3. And right now, Wisconsin-Illinois, again, pre-flop, that was 11 Wisconsin on the road to Champaign. I mean, Brett Bielema mm-hmm. against your old school. They got Zippo offensively right now. No, they, they can't do anything against this Badger defense, which is, I think, the Badger defense people thought they'd see all year. Yeah, they've got 33 yards on 20 total plays due to the Illini, oh. so not really much doing right now. 10 to nothing. Wisconsin Badgers, by the way, and uh, was just I couldn't find the uh, updated line. Actually, here it is: minus 16 and a half for Wisconsin. 26 and a half is your total. 26 and, and a half is, is the total. It is used to the over, but it is 26 and a half. And staying in the Big Ten, eight minutes left to go in Kinnick Stadium. All Nittany Lions, 17 to 3 
over the Iowa Hawkeyes. We mentioned that offense really struggles for Iowa, and if they get behind, this is not a team that ordinarily can come back. Now they do have second and six from the Penn State 12. Timeout on the field, 7.52 left to go. Penn State minus 7.5. 51 and a half on the total still. Well, we say those numbers are there for a reason, so it feels like, oh, i got to be able to get 28 points. Do you? We'll find out. 10 nothing right now, Wisconsin. Uh, I, I think you're a pretty smart guy. I'd like to think I'm smart. I know our next guest is very smart. Aaron Moore is going to join us. He is a professor of journalism at Ryder, and maybe he's going to tell us today how the media reacts to the games we've seen in lieu of who might be your favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players' win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season long trends to watch. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vsun.com slash subscribe. Back here betting across America, I am Dave Ross. He is Wes Reynolds. And again, I, I always like when smart guys are on the show. We got a really smart guy because Aaron Moore is a professor of journalism at Ryder University. I'm going to take a look at, Aaron, how the media maybe reacts to the Heisman Trophy hopefuls with what we see on a given college football Saturday. So, Aaron, really looking forward to this discussion. What do you make of, of, of takes, media takes, if you will? Like, let's say, for instance, last week, and I know Wes and I discussed it right here in the program, that we thought you might have to have, if you're Matt Corral, a Heisman Trophy moment against Alabama. It didn't happen. So then the narrative becomes, well, it's over, and he can't really get back in this Heisman race, even though he's the second odds-on favorite to win it. He had a big day today in a victory against Arkansas. How does the media react to the narratives that are out there? Well, Dave uh, and Wes, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm going to go back to what uh, Wes said last segment. It's about anticipating. In this case, if we're looking at futures with the Heisman Award, what I like to say, it's not looking at who's going to put up the biggest statistics, the video game statistics. On that board, you guys are looking at top 10, top 15 guys all look and play like Heisman candidates. So it's anticipating where the media narrative goes. And last week it was about Corral, and it was his chance to use that game as the star of that big game to boost himself up to being possibly the leading candidate to be the Heisman Trophy winner. It didn't happen with Old Miss. He's still there in number two. But what I think just by studying the media narrative, it's going to be very difficult. Corral is number two, but he's way behind because it will be very difficult for Corral or anyone else for that matter, if we're looking at it right now, to get past Bryce Young and the narrative and the power of Alabama essentially sucking all the oxygen out of the room and being forced to pay attention to them. Yeah, Dave, I'm with Aaron here in terms of, uh, look, Ole Miss, if they get into like the Outback Bowl or something like that, is the Heisman Trophy winner really going to be in the Outback Bowl when you obviously have Bryce Young ahead? But staying with the quarterback theme, Aaron, I think somebody you kind of like here, and I'm interested to get your thoughts because we talked about him earlier. C.J. Stroud now at about 10 to 1, basically the market average. But the one thing that we saw last year with the Heisman 
Mac Jones, obviously, hmm. put up a Heisman-worthy campaign for sure, but didn't get the award. It went to his receiver, DeMonte Smith. And I almost think like Stroud this year and like Jones did last year, where he can almost get punished because he has so many weapons around him. Oh, well, exactly. And I think you could look at those two guys anticipating once again Stroud has the ability to capture that narrative of him, quote-unquote, and I'm saying that for a reason, saving the Ohio State season. It was just one loss. It was the beginning of the year. However, think about how many voters or even writers were critical of Ohio State. Oh, they're not going to make it. There's going to be different changes in the playoff system this year. And then all of a sudden, as you would expect, Ohio State starts playing well. Stroud puts up 400-plus yards against Rutgers today. And he has the ability now to get that narrative in his favor because I think you're going to start seeing stories about the resurgence, and once again, I say that with half a smile, the <laughs> resurgence of Ohio State, and Stroud's going to get that. Uh, he's he's going to coattail off of that publicity and uh, essentially the new narrative for Ohio State. And as you said, last year, Jones getting punished. At this point, halfway through the season, that seems to be the only way I think that you get Bryce Young off of that top spot is if something happens and Alabama wins, but Bryce Young doesn't look as good as he should look, he will get, as you said, punished. And I think that's really at this point, if you're looking for other options outside of Young, who's just, you know, uh, plus 150 or so to win that award, a bet I don't think you want to make. The only way you get someone else into that position is if Alabama slowly doesn't win as well as they should and Young gets punished for it or gets the blame. And sticking with Big Ten quarterbacks here, this is just an update. Sean Clifford, who is down the board at 50-1, to he is now in the tent right now. Uh We'll try to get a little bit of an update here, but it is sophomore Taquan Roberson who is now in the game, and Roberson and the Nittany Lions are going backwards. Mm. Another false start. I think that's three on this drive. Now they got a third and 28 putting in a quarterback cold off the bench. Iowa still very much in this. And that could change the whole dynamic for the college football playoff picture. Again, a battle of top five teams as Iowa's back in this game, only down seven. We're having a great conversation with Aaron Moore, the Ryder University professor of journalism. And Aaron, to that point about media narratives, right? And we saw it. We always see it. It's a quarterback award only for the Heisman Trophy. Non-quarterbacks can't win it. Then Devontae Smith goes out and wins it last year, which I, I guess you could have made it a better case for Mac Jones, actually, but they did give it to the wide receiver last year. Because it feels like Bryce Young, it's tentative that he's still the, the Heisman uh, leading candidate here. And because, as we just discussed with Mac Corral, feels like he might not have, according to the media narrative, uh, those big-time games to get back in the picture. Can you make a case again this year for a non-quarterback if the narrative's get spun, that potentially we could see somebody emerge later on in the season? Well, I would have said Jahan Dotson at 100-1, to you know, what the heck, he's going to play for a top-five team. But if Clifford's injured, that obviously is going to impact Dotson. I, I think to, to parallel what happened last year where Smith came out of nowhere to win that award, if you're looking at it from a gambling perspective, if you're trying to anticipate those media narrative changes – Really, I would say Brian Robinson of Alabama has that possibility of stepping in. Let's say Alabama doesn't do as well in one of these upcoming games, and they win as you would expect them to win, but Bryce Young kind of looks like a young, inexperienced player. And then here comes Brian Robinson. He's carrying the ball well. He's, he's handling the load. 
then all of a sudden, I think the narrative goes, well, Alabama is so good. Of course, Bryce Young is going to look like a high. <laughs> but he slipped up. So now we have to look towards <clears throat> someone else for the success of Alabama. And then here comes Brian Robinson. So sticking with 80 to 1, by the way, that's what uh, Brian Robinson is, 80 to 1. But JT Daniels, also yeah. 80 to 1. Now he is not playing today. He doesn't play. Yeah, Georgia up 17 to 3 right now on the Plains against Auburn. And look, Stetson Bennett, 9 of 13 for 144 and a touchdown. So Georgia, we anticipate Aaron is going to be a college football playoff contender that they should win the East and maybe face Alabama and Atlanta for the SEC title game. Any value you think on JT Daniels, 80 to one, I know he's not playing, but sometimes this award is a team award. And if Georgia is right there in the college football playoff, who's going to get the credit? That's the quarterback. Any value here though, at 80 to one with what Bennett is doing right now. As long as Georgia keeps winning, you, you want whoever's playing quarterback to be a legitimate high candidate. You, you want to give them the success, uh, a, a big part of the success. However, I, I just think it's too much to ask at this point of JT Daniels missing games and go back to the merit. The narrative is Daniels going to play. Is he not going to play? And Bennett is playing well, but I think it would be a really big ask to have Bennett be one of the top candidates. So the fact that we hear most about JT Daniels is, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? At the same time, Georgia starts winning. I think that really hurts him as a candidate. And even if those numbers get higher, I don't really see the value in Daniel. It is fascinating because, Wes, to your point, too, about, you know, it's a, obviously an individual award, but you get these team successes, and sometimes that helps catapult uh, your candidacy here. And, and, Aaron, I'm curious, when you look at a guy, let's say like B. John Robinson, who, who excelled today, but, again, his team gave up a huge lead in a marquee matchup in the Red River Showdown, does his candidacy go down, even though individually his play was up? It's great. So B. John, B. John Robinson is one of those guys, as I'm saying. You look at all these top 10, 15, 20 players, he looks like a Heisman Trophy winner. He was amazing out there. But now we have to look at it from a betting perspective. Is he going to win? Is he worth uh, backing him with some of your units? And I was tracking Robinson today. He started off before the game. 25 or so to one in that ballpark. He was having a very good game, and I was watching DraftKings. It was almost like being a day trader, trying to look <laughs> at those numbers and change that the odds were falling and falling. And it looked like, wow, here is your Heisman candidate. Maybe Texas is going to be the team to rise out of nowhere. The fact that they lost that game, you see that his odds have been pushed back up. Uh, two lost Texas team, they have Oklahoma State coming up. As good as Robinson looks, I don't think he's worth investing in. All right, fascinating conversation. Uh, Aaron Moore, professor of journalism at Ryder University. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. And again, you're right. It is. It does feel like a day trader when you watch yeah. a game in progress like that. We saw Kenny Walker we from did. Michigan State. His odds now 14-1. to It's like you are way too late on the party, I think, if you want to bet him. Thanks, Professor. We appreciate the time and the information. We'll catch up again soon. Okay, again, we want to thank Aaron Moore for joining us here in Iowa very quickly. Four minutes to go before the end of the first half. They're not only back in this game, trying to tie it up now against Penn State. We'll give you updates and see if those line changes when you come back with us on these and these sports betting networks.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. Oh, <laughs> this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Right now, new customers have a chance to win 200 bucks in free bets when they place a $10 wager on Tyson Fury, the champ, to defend his title tonight. 
Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Get ready to start betting with confidence and turn knockouts into payouts. Sign up today and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if Fury, that champ, is victorious. Get in the ring with the king and enjoy fight night more than ever. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds alongside here, betting across America. And right now, Penn State holding on to a lead, but it is tenuous at best. Yeah, three three interceptions already. That was Roberson throwing one there. Iowa now has three in the first half. They got 15 on the year. Riley Moss, who has four this season now, he went off with an injury there. He was being helped off the field, just uh, made a diving catch to get that interception. But right now, 17 to 10, Penn State over Iowa, just about inside of a minute. Nittany Lions minus four and a half, 44 and a half on the total. Okay, let's see if Iowa can keep getting back into this game. Uh, Penn State now with their backup quarterback. Let's go back out to Ben Falks. He's been out at Mandalay Bay all afternoon for us. And Ben, you said earlier that a lot of Iowa fans there at Mandalay Bay, are they happier now that they're back in this ballgame? Definitely happier, definitely better served, I think, too. There's, uh, <laughs> there's been some non-PG language behind me that uh, will keep it family-friendly here on the program. But definitely some happier Iowa fans as they have climbed back into this game uh, down 17-10. to 10. Uh, Definitely the atmosphere picking up as we go in the afternoon. And again, some great, game, some great early games, especially those Whew. finishes. The afternoon game's starting to pick up now, so it's getting there. And just a lot of great action all around here at Mandalay Bay. Okay, well, Ben, look, I've been torn all day. Do I want to place a, a quick wager here on the fighting Harbaugh's with Michigan against Nebraska uh, down to two and a half, three at other spots? What are you seeing ticket-wise with Michigan? Obviously, they're normally a, a popular team, but people didn't buy into them early. Are they buying in now? Yeah, I think uh, if, you, if you go out to the sports book, I'm sure a ton of people are going to be with you there on Michigan. Uh, this is the biggest, the most bet game uh, in terms of overall handle at BetMGM Books, and Michigan minus three, or coming down now, is the most bet side. So again, 80% of the bets, 82% of the money on Michigan. But we have seen that number come down again. I think there's a two and a halfs now, uh, even some twos out there. So just something, probably some reverse line movement there. Uh, some more respected players, probably on Nebraska. Generally, the public, for sure, is on Michigan here. So just something to keep an eye on uh, if you're potentially placing a wager on that game. Pros versus Joes in prime time. Film at 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a Joe right now. Hey, Ben, great work exactly. all day over there at Mandalay Bay. Of course, he is our VP of digital content here at Beeson. Ben, appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your football Saturday. Uh, we are watching Penn State right now. They did get a stop on Iowa. So it looks like about 24 seconds to go before we get to halftime. They're going to hold on to that lead. Then you got to see what you do in the second half. Because, Wes, i got to think, if there's no Sean Clifford going forward, would you think a, a live play on Iowa to complete this comeback? Yeah, but then again, uh, Kirk Ferentz electing uh, fourth and two on the 47 inside of a minute. Elected to punt there. He is not getting uh, very rave reviews for that decision. Oh. Uh, so Penn State looks like they're going to just run out the clock and we're going to go to half 17 to 10. Penn State was on the in play minus three and a half. Line didn't change after that punt from Iowa. So we will see what the halftime line is perhaps before we get off the air. Here. Are you telling me that Twitter was uh, was unhappy with the punt? Twitter was unhappy with the punt as Penn State. Roberson going to take a knee. 
James Franklin, more than happy to get this back in the locker room, even though Iowa got one time out and they could take it here on third down. So uh, I think they're going to elect to go ahead and do that. But uh, Penn State, I think it's going to be 17 to 10, but we never know, you never know with what we've seen in college football. Just when you think something's settled, it gets unsettled very quickly. The good thing about Twitter is most of those people are rational. Let's Absolutely. go to some late games here, Wes. Potentially, if you've had a rough day, maybe you had Texas. And you're like, man, I, I should have cashed that ticket. You didn't. Mm-hmm. And you got some late games. And you, I got to get it back. I want you to tell me a spot that you like. And I'll give you some games, potentially, New Mexico and San Diego State, Memphis, Tulsa, UCLA, Arizona, New Mexico State, and Nevada. I have a feeling you like a maybe a stinky play tonight. I do like a stinky dog. This is... Uh... This is pungent poo here with this one, but I'm going to go ahead and play it. And the line really hasn't moved all week. And it is New Mexico at San Diego State, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. San Diego State now ranked in the top 25 Uh at number 24, I believe. 19 and a half, and that's basically what it's been all week. The total is 42 at BetMGM, one of the lower totals on the board. I understand why the Aztecs are the favorite. If you look at New Mexico, they have not been very good. They were pretty good stopping the run. Then they played Air Force's triple option, gave up 400 yards on the ground, which you're probably going to do against the service academy. So I got to think that, you know, New Mexico, a lot of tackling drills this week, a lot of connections, by the way, Mm. with these two teams. Remember, uh, the last head coach at San Diego State was one Rocky Long, who resigned in 2019. And by the way, Rocky, before he went to the Aztecs, was the head coach at New Mexico. So now... Rocky Long is back on staff at New Mexico as the defensive coordinator, and his defenses have always been at the top of the Mountain West in both spots, both in Albuquerque and San Diego. And the head coach of that New Mexico team is now Danny Gonzalez, mm-hmm. who was on Rocky Long's staff at San Diego State for about seven years before he did two years at Arizona State. Danny Gonzalez, also a former player for Rocky Long, and also yet another connection with who is taking over at San Diego State. Brady Hoke is mm. in his second at. Remember, uh, he got San Diego State to some decent tread before he left for Michigan. Yep. That didn't work out in Ann Arbor. Brady Hoke came back in 2019 to be the defensive co- line coach on Rocky Long's staff and Rockies last year at San Diego State. So a lot of connections, a lot of familiarity between these two teams, and not just because of the offensive numbers, which have been you know pretty putrid for New Mexico, and plus the fact that San Diego State, way more of a running team than they are a throwing team. Now, San Diego State, is getting a quarterback back, Jordan Brookshire. It's been Lucas Johnson who has started over the last couple games, former Georgia Tech triple option quarterback. So you might see a two-quarterback system between those two guys. Also, Greg Bell, the running back, is coming back for San Diego State. And yet, you haven't really seen much movement in this game. And Mm. I just think that this is a difficult spot for San Diego State. And we're seeing uh, SMU yeah, and Navy right struggle. now late in the third quarter. SMU now does have to lead 24-21, by the way. But SMU finally gets ranked. And a team, you know, that's where you can kind of split it maybe first half in game. I think the Lobos, and I know that this is a this is a poor team, I think the Lobos are going to hang in this game wow. against San Diego State. I just, you know, once you get a little bit of hype and, you know, all of a sudden no you're feeling good about yourself and you're ranked and all that stuff, New Mexico, this is obviously, it's not personal in terms of animosity. I think these two staffs know each other very well and get along. But you want to beat those guys. Yeah, you know, Rocky Lawn, of course, wants to beat his old school. He resigned, thought he was going to retire. Danny Gonzalez goes ahead and gets the job there 
as the head coach, his former pupil. So Rocky Long comes back to run the defense. And I just trust Rocky Long. I know that team gave up 400 yards on uh, on uh, rushing against Air Force last week. But I trust that Rocky is going to make the adjustments. I got to think those dudes have had tackling drills all darn week and, and you know, just have tried to get it right here. So uh, you look, San Diego State is now the hunted. Lobos, by the way, 0-5 against the spread on the season. And they failed to cover these games by almost 12 points a game. And yet there's not really a line moving here. So I'll take the 19 and a half, hold my nose and take the New Mexico Lobos. I got about 90 seconds before we turn it over to Brady Cannon and James Salinas uh, for the rest of the afternoon here. But when you look at a couple of things we've seen so far today, I mean, my biggest takeaway by far over the six hours we've spent together Mm -hmm. is Oklahoma rising from the ashes to win that Red River showdown. And now I think they are firmly back in that conversation when you look at their schedule and you get it's very favorable now for Oklahoma going forward to be a real player in the college football playoff. Again, we believe that Georgia and Alabama, Georgia looking pretty good, 17-3 to right now in the third quarter against Auburn. We'll find out what Alabama does against Texas A&M. I'm not saying that three spots are taken, but with Oklahoma's comeback today, it feels like they really took an upper hand in getting that third spot. Yeah, maybe that fourth spot, because I think the Big Ten champion may Probably get that, that third, third spot whether it's going to be Penn State, Iowa, or Ohio State, probably one of those three. And look, Michigan State and Michigan still undefeated, so you don't want to necessarily cast them aside necessarily. But I, I do think Oklahoma may have kind of taken a little bit of an upper hand over Cincinnati. Obviously, BYU, they're down about two touchdowns now in the third quarter, so all of a sudden their outside chance at a playoff is uh, running Not on fumes good. right now in no, Provo. 23-10, Boise State. So, again, we'll find out how the, the rest of these games play out. But, again, the dance cards and the, the dates in the calendar, we're turning to the second half of the college football season starting next week. Starting to run out. That sand in the hourglass, we're going to flip it over next week. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days, days of our lives. lives. It's been a fun day hanging out with Wes Reynolds right here. Six hours of college football in the books. Thanks for watching Betting Across America. Brady Cannon, James Salinas up next talking all things NFL. Don't go anywhere. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 